Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X. And I'd just like to bless everyone today. And I pray you are doing well. I pray that our Lord is showing himself strong in your lives and that you are following after his spirit, that you are being led of his spirit and of his word. And I just want to say, may the Lord keep you in all that you do in his name. Amen. Well, past couple shows have been uh, reruns. There's been a lot of business going on. And um, some of you may know, some of you may not know, I'm actually uh, uh, executive director of a local anti-human trafficking collaborative. And we're putting on a big show here September 11th. And um, I've been real busy with that along with my regular job and with church. And so uh, I've been a busy man. But uh, today I want to talk about perilous times. And most of us would agree that we're at least in the beginning of the birth pains of the end times. And there are a lot of things happening in the world. And here in the United States, we just had another mass shooting in the uh, state of Texas. Five people were killed and 21 were wounded. So in the past month, we've had about four mass shootings. There were three possible mass shootings that were found out before they could take place and were stopped and men were taken into custody, praise the Lord. But you look at what's happening and people aren't just out there shooting each other, but they're out there spreading falsehoods, uh, incorrect doctrine, and standing against the things of our Lord. They don't want to receive the things of, of Scripture and of the kingdom of our Heavenly Father. And we wonder why there's so much evil going on in the world and it's because we told the Lord to get out of our business, to stay out of our schools, to stay out of our homes. We're even telling him to stay out of our church buildings. And so the presence of the Lord is being challenged, is being denied. The presence of our Lord is being ignored. And people are trying to replace him with false gods, with technology, with money, with drugs. There's a huge opioid epidemic here in uh, Lorain County, Ohio, where I live. And it's one of the worst in our nation. And it's all because I truly believe that man is resisting the truth of who the Lord is. And when we resist the Lord and we deny him interest into our lives, into our, our children's lives, into our homes and our churches and into our community, things like opioid uh, epidemics and mass shootings take place. Uh, it's gotten just so bad. I saw uh, a video where one woman was randomly coming up to people who had small children and she had a knife, and she was trying to cut the children. She cut one little boy on his head, and when the mother saw it and defended him, 
she turned and saw a man with another little child and tried to go after that child, but the father stopped her. And it was just all random when there was no point to it. It was just a woman with a knife attacking children. So this is what happens when we withstand against the truth of the Lord. We tell people all paths lead to heaven, which is an out-and-out lie. Yeshua, Jesus, is the way, the truth, and the life. No one may come to the Father but by him. But there are still those out there who resist the truth, who deny the sovereignty of our Lord Yahweh, our Heavenly Father. And because of this, we are seeing all these tragic things. We're even seeing uh, plagues of locusts in different places like Las Vegas, Nevada, and I believe it even happened over in Israel, and we're seeing earthquakes in places we've never seen before. Even Ohio this past year experienced a, a small earthquake, and we're not used to that. And we're seeing these hurricanes that are going on now. Praise the Lord, the hurricane that was about to hit Puerto Rico turned and missed Puerto Rico, but now it's about to hit Florida. And I've been talking to family and friends down there, and and tell them to get out of there. So we're seeing these storms, we're seeing plagues, we're seeing a sickness and all kinds of destructive behavior in our world because we have resisted the truth as a whole in humanity. It's a sad thing. We don't want to trust in the Lord. We don't want to receive of the Lord. And we want to make up lies and falsehoods and we're more concerned about ourselves and what makes us happy. And we have such a huge uh, sense of entitlement here in the United States. And so many falsehoods going out so that the truth cannot be told. Paul warned Timothy these times. He warned them that these times would come. And if you would turn with me, if you're reading along to Second Timothy chapter 3, starting at verse 1, we're going to read what Paul has said to Timothy. And it reads, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such... People turn away, for in this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth, men of corrupt minds. Disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, as theirs also was. 
So Paul is telling Timothy, you're going to know about the last days. They're going to be perilous times. You're going to have men who no longer care about the things of the Lord. They're going to love other things like money. They're going to be boastful, blasphemers. They're going to be disobedient to parents. Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, without self-control, despisers of good, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, meaning having an outward appearance that they are uh, holy, that they are those who love the Lord, and but they deny its power. So there's going to be those who go around who claim to know the Lord, claim to love the Lord, claim to be children of the Lord, but they're going to deny him. With their mouths, they will praise him, but their hearts will be far from him, as we'll see in the book of Matthew and the book of Mark. Our Savior says this. They will praise him with their lips, but their hearts will be far from him. That's what this means. They'll have a form of godliness. Uh, we all praise Jesus. We love you, Lord. But inside, they deny him. Their true heart is against the truth, against the will of God. And these type of men, these type of people, will lead away those who are gullible. Gullible women loaded down with sin, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth, always learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. And we're living in an age of great technology where we're learning much more, where we have so much information at our fingertips, just our cell phones, our smartphones as we call them, they have replaced so many things in our lives. Our cell phones have replaced computers, what we used to need a computer for, now we do on our phone, we don't need to own a TV. We watch TV on our phones. We watch movies on our phones. We don't even have to just talk on the phone now. We can send text messages or we can FaceTime with people. We can actually see them. I remember as a kid watching a cartoon called The Jetsons, and it was set in the future. And when they would call somebody, they, and they would be looking at a big screen, and the two people talking could see each other. And we always thought, wow, that would, that's cool. One day in the future, that's going to happen. Here it is. It's happening now. And so we have all this knowledge. But still, we don't have the truth of the gospel in so many of our homes and so many of our lives. And we're seeing this now. We have all these programming on TV that are, are religious. We have... Uh, Cable networks, TBN, Daystar, different television programming where we can watch uh, people preach, teach. And we have all these channels and we can watch uh, preachers on the Internet and we can watch them on our phone, on our computer. We have electronic Bibles. I, I don't carry a, a book. Bible anymore in a book form because I got it on my phone. I have it on my laptop. I have it on my my tablet. So we have all this information, but we don't have the truth like we should. 
people become more defiant and they turn away from the Lord and even though they say they know him and they, they attend a service every Sunday and they watch a Christian programming. We have Christian movies out there that people go to the theaters and see and we're seeing this more and but we don't have the knowledge of the truth. We don't have that intimacy with the Lord to know his heart, to know his mind, to know his desire, to know his plans and purposes for our lives. And this is what Paul has warned Timothy of. But what really is interesting in these scriptures here is verse 8. It reads now, as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, as they also was, as theirs also was. And so, right at the beginning of verse 8, it says, now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses. Wait a minute. Who are these guys? You know, I hope I'm saying the names right. Janice and Jambus. I remember the first time I read the scripture, I was like, who are these guys that resisted Moses? I, I had never heard their names until I read the scripture. And their names don't appear anywhere else in the Bible except here in Second Timothy chapter three verse eight, and there are many people who read this scripture. They just read through it and they heard these names, Janus and Jambres, resistant Moses, and they didn't stop to think about who are these men. I never heard them before. Heard of them before? Well, you've heard of them, but it's in this scripture that you hear of them by name. They've been mentioned before, and if you turn to Exodus chapter 7, we're going to start reading at verse 10. Now, Moses has returned to Egypt. The Lord has sent him back after he escaped from Egypt, after killing the Egyptian, and he was fearing of the Pharaoh at that time. There's a new Pharaoh. And so Moses and his brother Aaron go to Egypt to confront Pharaoh. And so they come in the, in the court of Pharaoh. And starting at verse 10, Exodus chapter 7, it reads, Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh, and they did so just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, servants, and it became a serpent. But Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers. So the magicians of Egypt, they also did it, did in like manner with their enchantments. For every man threw down his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods, and Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them, as the Lord had said. So Moses and Aaron show up in Pharaoh's court and they've come to set the Israelite nation free. 
Pharaoh is not having it. So the Lord has commanded them what they should do, that he may start to show his power to Pharaoh. And so he has Aaron throw down his rod, and the rod transforms into a serpent. And it says, Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers. These sorcerers, there were two of them, and their names were, guess what? Janus and Jambres. So we see in Matthew, I mean, excuse me, in Second Timothy, chapter three, verse eight, when it says Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, that's what they're talking about in Exodus chapter seven, that the sorcerers Janus and Jambres came before Moses because the Pharaoh commanded them, and the sorcerers threw down their rods, and their rods turned into serpents like. Aaron's rod had turned into a serpent. But Aaron's serpent swallowed up the serpent of the sorcerer, showing that the power of the Lord was greater than the power of Satan. But also, it just scripture shows, shows the power of Satan that he was able to transform the rods of the sorcerers into serpents as well. So the enemy has power, but the enemy does not have power over our Lord, but he still has power to bring about false miracles, false signs, false wonders, deceiving people, and it leads people to resist the truth. We are being deceived in these last days to the point that we resist the truth of our Lord. And the sorcerers came forth and with the enchantment performed a miracle like the Lord had performed like, not the same. And the Lord showed them the enchantments mean nothing before the spirit of the living God. But Pharaoh would not turn his heart to the Lord. And many people today are still resisting the truth of the Lord, even though they see his power. It's a sad thing. It's a hurtful thing. And when you look out in the world, and I I read a great many things, and I hear people talking, and they've seen the power of the Lord. And I think back to, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, I was working at a, a warehouse, and um, I had a coworker, and she would always say things to me, kind of making fun of me because I, I was a believing Christian. I believed in the power of our Lord and the resurrection power of his son, Yeshua, and his blood. And she would say low snide remarks. Well, she had a four-year-old daughter and her daughter wasn't feeling good, and she took her to the doctor and found out she had a tumorous cancer on one of her kidneys. And it didn't look good for this 40-year-old little girl. She even had to do chemo. She lost her beautiful hair. And her mother came to work one day, and she asked because she talked to me, and so I 
sat down with her and she asked me to pray for her daughter. She said, I know that you are a man of God. Will you pray that he will heal my daughter? And she knew I had survived kidney failure and the Lord has healed me. And I said, of course, I've been praying for your daughter, but just want you to know that I am praying for her and I pray that the Lord will heal her kidneys as he did mine. And I could see the pain in her eyes, the, the pain of a mother who was fearing for the life of her child. And so I prayed with her and then we prayed for her daughter. And our loving father healed this child. It was a beautiful thing when she came and told me that the tumor had shrunk and disappeared and they couldn't find any more of this cancer on her her daughter's kidney. The chemo was stopped. Her daughter was well and today she's a, a beautiful young woman. And the Lord answered our prayers. So her daughter got better, and once her daughter got better, she started making fun of me again for believing in the Lord who had just healed her daughter from this cancer tumor, just delivered her daughter from death, from the sickness. She came to me with a broken heart, seeking prayer and wanting the Lord to act on behalf of her daughter. And the Lord acted on behalf of her daughter and healed her. And she turned and resisted the knowledge of the truth of the Lord anyway. It broke my heart. Today we are still seeing people who see the move of God, see the power of our Lord, and still resist the truth of who he is because we're more interested in our money and our technology and our, our fame. And we're, we just want him when we need something desperately. As long as we don't need him, as long as we got our money, uh, we feel our bills are paid, we got food on the table, we got a roof over our head, we have clothes, we, we're not sick, everything is going our way. I don't want to hear that stuff. I, I don't want to hear that 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 preaching. Don't come around here with your your Bible and don't come around here with your your preachy words and I don't want to hear you praying. Don't pray for me. I've had people tell me that don't pray for me. Then something goes wrong. They find out they're they're sick or somebody they love is sick or they somebody's been in an accident or they lost their job or, or losing their house or they're even facing uh, a great uh, turmoil in their life and all of a sudden, oh, will you pray for me? And, and they'll show up for church. I had a, I have a co-worker and she was, uh, she had been with another guy for 20 years and he had been a co-worker of mine at the time and uh he had quit the job and but 
the the female coworker, she stayed on and then after twenty years of this relationship they lived together, he broke it off and started seeing another woman. And come to find out she was being, you know, abusive to him verbally and he couldn't take it anymore. And so he ended the relationship and me and her had, had kind of had talks about faith, but she really didn't want to hear it. And she like, you're judging. And uh, the Bible says not to judge. You know, that's their first offense. Uh, you don't judge. I'm like, I'm not judging you. I'm just sharing the gospel. And you're, you're offended by the word of the Lord. Then you don't have a problem with me. You have a problem with his word and him. She didn't want to hear it. So as soon as the split happened that she didn't want it to happen, she asked me to pray for her. She asked if she come to church with me. I was like, sure. She came to church, but all she did was cry about this, this man. She wanted everybody to feel sorry for her, and she wanted the Lord to take revenge on him. She didn't go seeking the Lord for healing. She didn't go seeking him for his presence. She went because she wanted to put a hit out on her ex-boyfriend. She wanted the Lord to literally take him out. And so I've given her the word. She came to church. She was hearing the word, but she still resisted the truth. The knowledge of the Lord was unimportant to her. She was just trying to get him to do her dirty work and take revenge on her boyfriend. And after a while, she stopped talking for me to me. Now she talks to me again, but she doesn't want to hear that God stuff because he did not destroy her ex-boyfriend. She was not concerned with the knowledge and the truth of the gospel, but only vengeance. And when she did not receive it, she just resisted the truth again. And it's a sad thing. We look at our world. We're taking prayer out of school. We're taking prayer out of our our nation's government. We don't see the truth being preached as it should, even from our pulpits. So many high-profile pastors in the past years have fallen because they actually resisted the truth and they were abusing their congregations and abusing women, abusing children, using the word for gain. They do lovers of money, lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasure, headstrong, despisers of good. And we resisted the knowledge and the truth of our Lord in this nation and other nations. Perilous times are here. We have to be wise and we have to be faithful to our Lord. We have to be constant in prayer and constant in seeking His word and constant in seeking His presence. Beware of the perilous times, brothers and sisters, for they are upon us. But this is not the end. This is the beginning of birth pain. But be ready so that you are not deceived, that you not do not become one of those who resist the knowledge 
of the truth of our Lord. Be strong, be vigilant, be sober-minded, and stay focused on the Lord. Do not be deceived. Amen. So that is my prayer, that we would all stay and stand firm in the knowledge of who our Lord is. That is my hope and prayer for myself and for all who call upon his name. Amen. This has been Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X. It's always a pleasure to spend time with you. And as always, I'd like to hear from you. From you, you can find me on Facebook, Sean Cleveland. You can also email me at regenerate07 at yahoo.com. I pray you stand strong. Do not resist the knowledge of truth, but receive truth and move forward in power and might of our Lord. I love you all. God bless you. Take care.